Boris Franklin was in prison in New Jersey for 11 years. He's now starring in Caged, a new play that he co-wrote with other members of the New Jersey Prison Theater Collective, 28 men who met in a playwriting class taught by Chris Hedges, a writer and professor at Princeton University. Caged is a play based on their real experiences. They are speaking for the over 2 million people who live in prison in America today. Boris is the only one of the 28 playwrights who's out of prison now. After his release, he began to fine-tune the script for Caged with Chris Hedges, getting it ready for its first full production at Passage Theatre in Trenton, New Jersey. Opening night, May 5th, 2018, is already sold out. Boris Franklin is also a full-time student now at Rutgers University majoring in psychology. He's been squeezing his final papers and rehearsal into the past few weeks. Thank you for joining me today, Boris. I know you're in the middle of finals and in rehearsal for this play, which is such a big deal. So thank you for taking the time. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. One of the things I read in preparation for for this interview was an article by Chris Hedges Mm -hmm. that he actually describes your first day out of prison. Like when he went with your mom to pick you up. Yes. And he said that one of the first things you said was, I have to rebuild my library because they didn't let you take the books that you had accumulated over those years with you. Yes. What was one of the books that you had to leave behind, and why did you feel so passionately that you had to get another copy? Well, you have, um, first of all, it's like you'd have to send all those books home at a cost to yourself, you know, because when we were moving from different prisons, they had already begun breaking down your property. So it was like you only could have this many bins. You could only have this many sneakers, you know, so they started downsizing everything. So... It, the getting rid of your things had started already before I even was getting out of prison, and then they transferred me to another prison, and it was like you can't take your books with you there. So everywhere I went, I, I was losing things. And one thing was we had came in, we had a lot of books that Chris brought into the prison. We had um, the books that uh, Dr. West gave us. One of the books that I was really passionate about was the Democracy Rise book. It's like um, Democracy Matters. That's what it was. Is that yeah. the book by Cornell West? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the so book. So he's who you meant when you said Dr. West. Yes, yes, yes. It was quite a few books. It's been a while now. I've accumulated some books. And then after that article that Chris wrote, there was a professor in Maine that saw the article, and he brought me nine tubs of books. He drove them himself. Yeah. Wow. I have a few of his books because he's a sociology professor, and that's my minor, so... During your time in prison, you were in at least one class that I know of, which is the Mm -hmm. class that Chris Hedges, Professor Hedges, taught. Can you tell me about that class and and what what, what happened there? That class was, um, if you've ever met Chris Hedges, I mean, nothing he does is going to actually be the way everybody else do it. So we were in a drama, a sort of a drama class, and we were reading plays by August Wilson, um, was it Joe Turner coming on, 
so he had a, a, a bunch of plays that he, he wanted us to read. And when he first came into class, then he just said, uh, I want you guys to make a play. You have 28 people in the class, and he wants us to write one play together. And we're not going to actually be together writing this play. He said he came and he had a story of a young man and his, his brother and the guy's mother had passed while he went to jail for a crime that he hadn't actually committed. And I just met him, too, last week. The guy oh, who, the real person yeah, that he yeah. based this on. Emmanuel, yeah. This was the genesis of the idea. But he just told us the story, so he was like, um, and I thought this was an amazing story, so what I want you guys to do is write your experiences. Now, some writers were stronger than other writers, but he was insisted upon that everybody's going to have a voice in this play. And before you knew it, we had a full play. And it started generating fear inside of the institution hmm. because 28 people were singing their song. Mm -hmm. Inside of the prison. Inside of the prison. And prison authorities were concerned about what we were going to say about them. And, I mean, that just showed us another thing that, you know, people fear the truth. We knew we had something. We knew we had something. And then Chris just said, you know what? He said, I'm going to make sure this play gets gets put on stage. I was like, all right, sounds good. Why is it called caged? Because individuals are trapped in, in these in these communities. You know, for me, for me, it starts mentally. You're mentally in prison, you know, and that's sort of arrested development from the communities that I come from, where you're just like sort of your head doesn't get out of that space. You think this is all there is. And when you come from a poor community, it's a carceral space anyway. You know, it's a space that's heavily policed. There are areas where certain things happen. You know, the schools are just as poor as they are in prisons. And there's metal detectors. There's constant searches. You know, the harassment by law enforcement is, is in that constant presence. It's the same. You know, so, you know, like in the play where you'll hear the character say, prison's not a culture shock. For people who don't come from that area or those spaces, those, those poverty-stricken environments, when they go to prison, they, they don't usually go back because it's a culture shock for them. It's so bad that they're like anything to avoid that again. Yeah, yes, because they're, they're used to a different quality of life. You know, if you come from these spaces and you come from rough circumstances, to be put into it's like taking a soldier and then bringing them back, you know, from war and then putting them in a firefight. He's he's comfortable in there because he's been in that element for so long. He's already been conditioned for it. So when you go into a prison, harassment, if you've been harassed your whole life, if you've seen communities where cops are constantly, you hear the sirens, woo, 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 you see guys get on the ground, get on the floor. You know, if you grew up there and that's where you're from, you've seen this your whole life. So it's not a culture shock. It's uncomfortable. It's nowhere you want to be, but it's not a culture shock. You're, you're familiar with this. Right. You know what I mean? The relationship with officers, you know, and um, people who are constantly over-policing you. This production, you and Chris Hedges reworked the play a bit, 
and you're not only an author, but you're also acting in it. Mm-hmm. How's that going? It's, it's fun. It's fun. I'm like a kid in a candy store right now. I'm getting a chance to try out some new things. And the actors are, what was surprising is how great the other, the rest of the cast members are. They're always giving me useful tips. You know, I have a lot of questions. And when I have a question, it's like, don't worry, I got you. What are you hoping? I mean, I know you've had experiences now. You've done interviews. You've given readings. You're doing this play now. What are you hoping people get out of all this? I'm hoping they see, for me, first of all, that education, incarceration, poverty, all of these things are connected. You know, you know your level of education, and because because there are studies done as well. So, you know, I talk about these things a lot, but I've checked things out. There's data to back it up. You know, like what your income was at 16 will determine. You know, your chances of going to prison. You know, these things are very important enough for somebody to do the research. But it's things that we already knew. You know, crime and poverty. You know, there's a positive relationship between it. These people are just struggling and they're trapped and they're desperate. And and eventually things happen that, and, you know, and these things are related. You can fix these things. So what should somebody do? What should somebody like me do? What should somebody who is in the audience at the play, what do you do? Well, you, you, can, start, you can start with finding out you know, and this is this is sort of, you know, it's just regular. You say, okay, what local programs are helping these individuals? That's always a great thing because, you know, as, as much as it sounds like a commercial, there are some people who have benefited, you know, just by certain people coming into their lives and participating and helping. Education, you know, voting. All these things, as much as people think they don't matter, the funny thing is they actually matter, you know. And and when you think about important issues, and just lobbying for you know a, a fair education, and you know just trying to be a little bit more compassionate. And first of all, when you first understand that this is just a person, you're not afraid to go into that space to help. So when you know the play just shows you the, the humanity of the individuals. Right. It's like you telling your story. The yes. people in the New Jersey Prison Theater Collective, by telling their stories, open up people's eyes to seeing everybody as a person. Yeah. And, and, and I just feel like just seeing each other as people is what needs to happen. That's where it has to start at. Because, yeah. I mean, if it doesn't start there, then where is it going? It's a, it's a huge huge topic and a really really burning and important issue and you guys have a really really powerful story oh and, yeah uh, i wish you uh don't break a leg i guess they say break a leg <laughs> don't really break your leg but break That's a leg <laughs> before your uh, opening night yeah yeah and um we'll read the names of those 28 guys that are still in there they just sent me a, a message through uh, uh someone who works in the prison and their families are coming. That's and why it's I, sold out. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the, the the reason, I just like to say, the reason me and Chris are working so hard on getting this story told, and we've been the ones, we would have loved to have the class out here to work on it. 
we we labored over it. We we complained and we kicked and we screamed and we cried over changing lines because we know those guys who wrote those lines. We just had to make it for the stage. And, you know, of course, we wish everybody could have been here to workshop it, but we did our best to make sure we remained true to everybody's contributions. You know, I, I appreciate being this, the guy out here who's working and acting, but by no stretch of the imagination could I have written something this big. You know, I always look at it and I think about it. I love, I love being a part of it and being able to contribute. But when I sit back and I look at this monument, I'm like, it takes, it takes a village to build this right here. This is big. This is huge. Boris Franklin is a member of the New Jersey Prison Theater Collective, or Cooperative. He helped write and is one of the actors in Caged, a play based on the real experiences of incarceration in New Jersey prisons. Caged starts in previews May 3rd and runs through May 20th at Passage Theater. For tickets, visit passagetheater.org. For more about all of the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. I'm Susan Wallner for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.